0: Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can
1: we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From do the NHR and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
2: It's a big Teddy Takeover. Big Teddy Takeover here on Ken LaVica Live. Ken LaVica is out. Theo Dorsey in WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Check me out on TV tonight. Got some fun stuff coming. I got an Emmett Smith interview. Pro Football Hall of Famer, three-time champion, Dallas Cowboys. I got all of that coming to you tonight. So lock in with us. Stone Labanow is here in the studios with me on the ones and twos, spinning that funky stuff right now. And Stone, I, I asked you this in the break, and I loved your answer, so I got to ask it to you on wax here. Michael Jordan played in this era. Would he still have six reigns? Hell no! Oh.
0: It's a good question, and I'm also surprised oh. it hasn't come up very often, but hell no he
2: wouldn't. Oh my goodness. That is some hot sports talk radio <laughs> stuff right there that we're not going to get into because we got to talk Aaron Rodgers. But first, is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team has experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net/ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net/ortho. Woo! That was some hot take radio. I think we might. You know what, Ken Levica? Ken Levica. He comes out with the takes, and he's he's fiery a lot. He's passionate. But that right there, that would get the phone lines buzzing. We're not doing that today though, because Aaron Rodgers. Spoke. And as Stone Labanowicz said to me earlier today, we are overly obsessed with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers came out on the Aubrey Marcus podcast today and said, I'll make a decision soon enough. Three time MVP. Is it four time MVP, Stone, or three? Four? Who knows? One Super Bowl. Wow. I'm one Super Bowl. I don't Bowl know that off Aaron top of Rogers. my head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back to back COVID
0: MVP, but. Yeah. As far as one, obviously the one Super Bowl year. So let's uh, go three.
2: He's really good at football. He's the top ten all time quarterback. He okay. also what are we doing? He's top five. Well, he's top three. We all right? We, so, we, we're not doing it. We're not, not doing it today. That's fine. We won't get into it. No, I, that's you, fine. You, you're baiting me. You're baiting me to take Rodgers down when I want to talk him up right now. I want to talk him up. Aaron Rodgers said on the Arby Marcus uh, podcast he hasn't made a decision, but he will make one soon. All of the talk around Aaron Rodgers this offseason has been excessive. It has been, um, in a word, very uh, very broad. We've had so many people delivering so many takes about his darkness retreat, about his inability to make a decision. Will he retire? Will he not? Will he stay with the Packers? Will he go to Vegas? Will he go to New York? Ah, We talk about it every single day, and we here at Ken Levick Alive are victims to it as well. But Stone brought something interesting up. And Aaron Rodgers alluded to throughout this Marcus uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast several times something that, to me, kind of piques my interest. Kind of piques my interest a little bit. Aaron Rodgers is acting as if we are too obsessed with what he has going on. We're too much asking him questions, pondering over his next move. He's acting as if he's a victim to the media and to the public. We're pounding him with questions. We're asking what's next. We're demanding he give us answers. And Stone Labanowitz, you're buying in on this.
0: I am buying in on this. Us here at Ken Levick Alive are some of, to my knowledge, the most guilty, right, that I listen to on a daily basis or am a part of on I a daily say, basis.
2: You're on the show. You don't listen to it. You talk it. You're, I do you're, listen to it when I get you home. You deliver it, though. See how
0: good those guys sound. <laughs> but... Sound great. If you listen to ESPN radio, if you watch television, the only thing you hear is Aaron Rodgers. The only thing this morning, for instance, right, is Keyshawn Javelin Max. What do they open and end their show with? Of course, it's Aaron Rodgers. Hey, uh, what's his name? Fitz and and Harry Douglas. Yeah, Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas. The show that uh, comes on before us and after us. They opened up the show with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody wants to open up their show with Aaron Rodgers and talk on Aaron Rodgers.
2: So is that a problem? Is that a problem? He's Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to be. He's the guy who you had a picture of him in your locker. You herald him as one of the goats. You just said he's one of the three best quarterbacks of all time. He would probably agree with you because he's a narcissist. Why is it a problem (sighs) that we talk about Aaron Rodgers on a daily basis if he's supposed to be that freaking good? We should care if he's as good as you keep telling me he is. Because I think it gets personal
0: to an extent.
2: And this was similar to Jay
0: Will and Stephen A. going at each other about Kyrie Irving and how Stephen A. feels personal about Kyrie Irving. Therefore, that's how some of his takes get spewed out. Yeah, I think a lot of people get aggravated by this whole Aaron Rodgers situation and then their takes become personal. That's why I have a problem with it. And Aaron Rodgers dropped a quote on the Aubrey Marcus podcast that I thought was very well done. I thought it was very well said. What, I will this read quote it. from Aaron Rodgers? Shut up. Quote, I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because they asked me about it. I'm talking about it because it's important to me. Duh. If you don't like it, if you think it's drama, you think I'm being a diva or whatever, just tune it out. That's where I stand with all of it. And I've said this before. For all the freaks and geeks we have in professional sports, the Kyrie Irvings. Can the- I be a
2: freak? Oh, you're saying freaks and geeks. Oh, I thought you meant like the media. Keep going. I'm sorry.
0: You're not a freak or a geek. I don't
2: want to be mean, a geek. I want to be a
0: freak. No, I don't know if you're a freak. I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I can't
2: wait to pound those guys.
0: But hey, with all of the freaks and geeks
2: there. around in pro sports,
0: the Kyrie Irvings, the conspiracy theory weirdos, the ones who you know dye their head red and yellow and think all of these weird things and hang out with Karmelettra and, and, and speak on you know, anti-Semitism and all of this stuff, mm. if it offends you, if you feel some type of way about it, instead of trying to give a hot take and steer a certain narrative to the masses, how about you just tune it the hell out? It doesn't affect your daily life. Stop speaking on it. Stop trying to diminish somebody's name, their product, and in Aaron Rodgers' instance, their game. We're acting as if, and I think we've been acting as if, Aaron Rodgers is a bum the past two months. Just one back-to-back MVP of the NFL. Three or two years. Like, what are we doing in this case? So I, I think it trickles down to a bigger thing here, where we're going after some guy's game, and now we're asking ourselves if he can still win Super Bowls. You're damn right, he can still win Super Bowl. Put him on the Kansas City Chiefs team. What are they doing? They're running up the score even higher than they did against the Philadelphia oh, Eagles.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Just had to whoa, slip that one in whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: Just had to slip that one in there. This. We're talking about the New York Jets being Super has Bowl contenders. Too far. Stop it. That was a personal shot. I did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about, in a lot of guys who are very credible, the Mike Tannenbaums, the Jeff Darlingtons, the Diana Russinis, are saying that the Jets are legitimate Super Bowl contenders if they do acquire Aaron Rodgers.
2: Well, they're not. So how are
0: we talking bad? They are! They're not. It's one of the best defenses in the league, playing in a, dare I say, in this Florida market, a a gettable AFC East right besides the Buffalo Bills, like if Aaron Rodgers were to go play.
2: well, besides a team that has won it back-to-back-to-back years or something like that. But you can
0: still get in the wild card, right? I'm kind of more diminishing the Miami Dolphins. But we're talking about this team... Or any team that picks up Aaron Rodgers being a Super Bowl contender, the ultimate answer is yes, but we're acting
2: as if it's no. Were the Packers a Super Bowl contender last year? No, they were not. All right. Aaron Rodgers is not going to New York Jets and winning a Super Bowl. I promise you that. He can do it if he wants. The Niners, if he went to the Niners, yeah. But we're talking about trying to win the Super Bowl in the AFC. Where, Where does he stack up when it comes to top quarterbacks in the AFC right now? Line it up.
0: All if, right. If you really want
2: to stack it up on paper, that's a little hard to do. Now we're it's getting tough. into hot taking stuff when it's we sound tough. like, no,
0: but, but really line it the hell up. If, if you want to stack it up against that AFC West, he invites a matchup against Justin Herbert. He doesn't shy away from it. He wants Kansas City. If he's playing for the Raiders, bring on Kansas City. Come to Vegas and, and that's take a, on me that's and a Devontae.
2: Proposition. That's a losing proposition. Woof. Hey, uh, Stone. He had Devonte Adams two years ago. How did that go when he had the Niners at Lambeau Field? How many points did they come up with? Oh,
0: was that the year that he won the Most Valuable Player in the National Football League? Yeah, yeah, it did go pretty well. But as far as playing in three feet of snow against one of the best defenses in the league, yeah, that game didn't, I didn't really play out the way he wanted out. to.
2: I don't know how many how many feet of snow did you see? I didn't see three feet of snow out there. That's... I meant three inches. <laughs>
0: So to your point, see that's what I think we're doing here. We're I'm sorry, you're picking. right. You're right. We're you're talking. Picking. You're talking about that game in the NFC Championship. Mind you, playoff. he gets to the NFC Championship. Right? That was
2: the divisional round. That was the, the divisional. The round. divisional round. He we, doesn't he, get to the NFC Championship anymore. Oh. So what makes you think he can get to the AFC Championship when he's got to go through Josh Allen? When he's got to go through Patrick Mahomes? Lamar Jackson is still around. He'll be back next year. I have. Have I said Justin Herbert yet? Have I said Trevor Lawrence? Dare I even say? Dare I even say to a Tunga Viola? Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is not stepping into the AFC and winning a damn championship with the New York Jets. It ain't happening. Put it on record. Put
0: I'm it put on. I just did. No, put it on record right now. Aaron Rodgers stacks up where in the top five quarterbacks in the AFC? I dare you.
2: He would be to me number
0: four behind Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. He'd yes. be four. four. You're, you're you're drunk. All right.
2: <laughs> Maybe I am. If y'all and, hold on, if y'all were telling me that. That Joe, Hurt, Joe Joe Burrow was better than Mahomes before Mahomes had to dethrone him again in the AFC Championship game, then how is Aaron Rodgers even in that class? Because Mahomes is obviously the clear-cut number one, right? Yes, he is. So if Joe Burrow is slightly behind Mahomes, in you guys' words, even though I think there's a gap, if we did a top five quarterback today, it should go Patrick Mahomes, number two, there should be a space, a gap. We shouldn't even put a name right there because that's how big – the gap is between Mahomes and the next guy. And then you can throw in whoever you want, Burrow, Allen, Hurt, uh, Jackson, or Rodgers. But there's a gap, and especially in the AFC, Aaron Rodgers will be fighting to be a top-five quarterback, let alone he would not be a for-sure Super Bowl contender with the Jets. Here's the thing.
0: We are deeming him, slash you are deeming him, yeah. fourth-best quarterback in the AFC, I think because of what's been going on the past two months— la the past year. Yeah. Because this dude gets under your skin personally, you then take points off of him being a quarterback no, and I his ceiling like and potential. Yeah, you like I him. Don't, I don't dislike
2: but- his personality. I mean, it's not my cup of t- coffee. It's not my flavor that I would rock with. But I, I think he's good at football. I think he's really good at football. I just think he's not the guy that maybe he w- used used to be. And also, maybe he still is that guy, but these other guys have surpassed him. Oh,
0: the guy who's 39 years old isn't the guy that he used to be. Really hot take there. I mean, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. We knocked Kyrie's game because he is anti-Semitic. When Then he gets on the basketball court the following night and shows that there's no handle like him. What's the matter There's no finisher.
2: Kyrie Irving's going to Dallas.
0: He hasn't scored less than 20 points. Not, and he did it finally for the first time last night. But I'm saying I, I don't need do Kyrie's this. game because of
2: the off-the-court stuff.
0: 90% of people do. They
2: do, but I'm telling you Kyrie Irving it, without LeBron James has never been a winning basketball player. Never. Also, never been a reliable basketball player and, without LeBron James.
0: And we can go tit for tat when it comes to this kind of stuff too because Damian Lillard's never going to win an NBA championship. Why? Because he plays for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Packers team the past, what, eight seasons has not been Super Bowl worthy, but they've been in contention because yeah. of that man. Yeah. So if he then goes to a Super Bowl worthy roster, defense, coaching staff, yes, they're contenders a la the Jets. Like, that's we're it. doing this. We're just, because he's annoying you, because you think he's a freak, and because he's really easy to make fun of, <laughs> we then drop him to being, what, the fourth best quarterback in the AFC when that's not true. If he was wearing the bangle stripes, yeah. he'd be toe for toe with Patrick Mahomes on a weekly sports radio television basis but because yeah. he's hiding out and losing to the Detroit Lions with the sorry Packers team we then deem him the fourth worst and the guy that he once was or he's not that guy anymore i just i think that's what we do and i think that's kind of the problem are we it,
2: obsessed though are we over obsessed with Aaron Rodgers or are we properly talking about a guy who you think is a top 3 all-time quarterback who hasn't made his mind up if whether or not he wants to play football this year. Like, we're not even talking about has he made his mind up of whether or not he wants to play for the Packers. He hasn't figured out if he wants to play football this year, and you're saying he's a Pantheon guy. He's a Mount Rushmore guy at that position, the most important position in all of team sports. Well, then I think it should be fair game that we talk about him every single morning until he does make his mind up. Yeah, I don't but, want to, though. But,
0: but our intentions in doing so are not Right.
2: We're, we're just not, we're not nice to
0: him. We're not nice. We want to troll him. Everybody <laughs> on social media, when this quote comes out about, you know, he hasn't really decided, right? And he drops all of these weird conspiracy-driven quotes out there on whoever's podcast. It's easy to then click the reply button and make fun of this guy. And enough of that piling on, you forget how good of a quarterback he is. Yeah. So I think we're over-obsessed with him because it's easy to make fun of him, right? People want something to say. People then want to be rewarded with likes and retweets and then being credited on certain TV shows and radio shows for some of the funny memes they've put out.
2: Yeah, some good ones, too.
0: So I think with all of this piling up, we then forget about how damn good of a quarterback this guy is, and that's the only thing that I have a problem with. We do this with athletes in every sport. This guy's weird. Let's make fun of him, and all of a sudden we forget about how good of a hockey,
2: baseball, basketball, tennis, football player these guys actually are. Hey, don't forget squash. Um... Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, do we obsess too much over Aaron Rodgers? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Are we unfair to him? Is the media just just parading on this guy? Do we obsess too much over Aaron Rodgers, who makes himself available every Tuesday on the Pat McAfee Show, who I'm guessing volunteered to be on the Aubrey Marcus podcast, uh, where he said, I'll make a decision soon enough, are we obsessing too much over Stone Lebanowitz's childhood hero, Aaron Rodgers? 888-760-3776. Uh, I know for sure I'm about to really ruin the day for any Dallas Cowboy fan out there. I am about to throw a stick in the mud. I am about to really irritate Cowboys fans because I this morning I woke up extremely early, 6 a.m. I bet you want to, why would you wake up so early? Emmett Smith. Pro Football Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champion, former NFL MVP Emmitt Smith was at the Boca Raton YMCA this morning for a huge charity breakfast. In that time, he made some time to speak with media. So I had a nice little conversation in a press conference setting with Emmitt Smith, and he told me something that Cowboys fans, oh, you guys have a decision to make if you're going to still rock with this guy. I love him. Emmitt Smith, one of the greatest uh, running backs of all time, great orator, I mean, this dude speaks, and you, you're captivated like a politician. And what he said to me, though, I, I just know Dallas Cowboys fans are going to be upset. I'll play that for you, and we'll talk about it, plus more, on Ken Levick Alive when we come back. That's Stone Lebanowitz I'm Theo Dorsey. This is ESPN 106.3
3: you got to pump it up, don't you know, pump
1: it up. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown you know, West Palm Beach, up. you are listening to Ken LaVeca Live you know, on ESPN 1063.
2: You know, Man, I feel like I'm at Miami Heat Arena right now. You told me I was on the ones and twos today. I took it personal. Come on, Stone Labanowitz with the hits. I feel like I'm I'm courtside. About to watch Bam Adebayo swing the ball to the corner. And, and and hopefully, who, who would hit the three? Who do you believe in this year with the Miami Heat to hit the three in the corner? Max Strews. Max Strews. Let's go Kevin Love. Hey, Love. From deep, he drains at the Heat. Make it out of the play-in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to watch the Miami Heat, maybe make the play-in game. If you want to catch any of the home games, you know the way you got to get there. Brightline's buzzer-beater trains are the best way to enjoy Miami basketball at Miami-Dade Arena. For every Heat home game, hop aboard the Brightline and get to Brightline's Miami Central Station, which puts you just steps away from the Heat's house. It's the easiest way to see the Heat, whether you are coming from West Palm Beach, the new Boca Raton Station, or Fort Lauderdale. There are three different trains arriving in Miami up to 30 minutes before tip-off of every game, so you won't miss any of the action. Also, stick around. Stick around to the end of that Miami. Miami Heat game, hopefully it's a win because the final buzzer beater train will never fail you. It's always there. It won't leave you until the Heat game is up. Plus, you can upgrade the premium, upgrade your pregame with complimentary cocktails, bites, and more leg room. I mean, it's the perfect way to watch any Heat game. Book now at gobrightline.com and look for the buzzer beater icon. That's gobrightline.com. .com.
0: Hey, where is Segway Sean at this moment here? Segway
2: Sean. Arena
0: music to the Brightline Reed. Come on,
2: man. Extra stuff. Pull up. Pull up on us. Ken Levick alive. Theo Dorsey in for Ken Levick, who's out. He'll be back tomorrow. Don't you worry. 12 o'clock on the dot. That's Stone Lebanowitz right there. And this morning, I woke up extra early. I can't remember the last time I actually woke up at 6 a.m. for anything. Maybe a flight. Maybe a flight. Maybe to water, the uh, plants, or something like that. But this morning... It's typically when I get up to pump some iron. Pumping uh, iron at 6 a.m., huh? mm 6.30? Mm. mm 7? Mm. Yeah. You're no Tina home team. Like 8. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tina gets up super early and, and works out. I, Stone, you're, yeah, 8 o'clock. I, I can feel that. It's still early. So I got up at 6 a.m. I drove on down to Boca Raton where I was able to sit down and talk with the great one, Emmitt Smith of the Dallas Cowboys. Emmitt Smith, Pro Football Hall of Famer, one of the best orators of all time when it comes... To sports. Um when I talked to Emmett Smith this morning, I had plenty of options on what to ask him. You know what I wanted to ask him, Stone the Bandowitz? I wanted to ask Emmett Smith if he knew the Migos song, Emmett Smith, Deuce Deuce, Pocket Rocket, the uh-huh. one we all love. It's one of the most unheralded, underrated parts of the Migos discography. Emmett Smith, look it up. It's it's the best, right? Of course. It's one of their hottest tracks. I wanted to ask him that, but you know what I thought about? I said, I want to ask him something that might get Dallas Cowboy fans up in a roar, upset, and just sick to their stomachs. So I asked Emmitt Smith how he views the Dallas Cowboys today, and specifically, if he's rooting for them to fail. I know you always are, are pulling for the Cowboys, but I wonder on the flip side of that, whenever people are talking about Cowboy stats or they haven't done this since then, They're always going back to your days. Does a bit of you kind of
4: smile when you think of that? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. And here's the reason why, because it's factual. It's factual. If it wasn't factual, then the conversation would be different. And I would tell any player that's hearing comparisons to the 1995 Super Bowl championship team or the 93 championship team or 92 championship team, if you want to change the narrative you have to win. That's the only way to change the narrative. I mean, yes, winning the regular season is is a wonderful thing. Winning more games in the playoff is even better. Getting to the NFC Championship game and having a chance to win that game to go to the Super Bowl, that's phenomenal. But to be in the bowl, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. So if you want to change the narrative over the last 20 some years of conversation around this team versus your team and what we did differently, I'm just giving you some insight in terms of how we approached it. The teams that get it mentally as well as physically, they understand. And that's what I think my Cowboys need to do, get it mentally, physically, and emotionally.
2: Mm, Emmett Smith. Hey, Stone, when I was asking him that question, he lit up. Smile ear to ear. You can check out the uh, video of it on, on my Twitter, at TV. He lit up ear to ear when I talked about how whenever we talk about the Cowboys' failures today— We bring up the success of the 90s. What do you take from that when Emmett answered it?
0: Well, first and foremost, the question was really well done. Thank you. Right, to get a guy like Emmett Smith to even light up and then answer the question as passionately as he did, right? Kudos to you, and that's no uh, kissing up. I really thought it was a good question. But uh, he was really transparent, right? I think a lot of Cowboys fans needed to hear what he had to say, especially the new Cowboy fans. And when I say new, I mean like the 2000 and up, right? The Tony Romo's to the Dak, Mm. like those ones. They need to understand the comparison is not really even accurate, but we as fans and media have kind of directed it as such. So I like the transparency from Emmett there because spoken from his heart, right? We hear a lot of these older guys talk about how they respect their eras and their teams more than they do their current team, and Emmett Smith did it right there in broad daylight.
2: Loved it. Loved every bit of it. We talked to him for about twenty-five minutes or so. That dude, I I was soaking up every word. I, I became a huge fan um, of his. We have Segway Sean actually tapping in on the phone lines here. Ken Levick live. Segway Sean pulling up. And, and I got to ask you, Segway Sean, before you give us a, a grading on that Segway we pulled off here in Ken's absence, what did you take from what Emmett Smith said about the Dallas Cowboys failure today, kind of bringing a smile to his face? You know, I know, and
1: I know this goes against the grain, but I've never really been a huge, huge – Emma Smith fans, so it's all going to be very, very. Uh, uh, it, it, I, I don't want. I don't want to put him in a bad light. <clears throat> I don't want to do that, especially when we're talking about positive things with segues. I, <laughs> I, I hate to. I hate to. Perfect. That's cool. Shade on that. That's
2: cool. Don't throw shade on Emma Smith. Then we'll leave it at that. Then, then, great the segues. <laughs> then come and do what you are always known to do so well as our. Uh, you, as you well, keep us in check here. For one, I gotta say who,
1: who needs who needs Ken. There for the un- unbelievable segways you guys are known for. It just goes to show you—you you know, LeBron can be out of the game mm. for the Lakers to win. Ooh. You know what I mean? You guys don't. <laughs> and I'm a huge Miami Heat fan, so that's why I give this one probably a 4.7 out of five. Nice on the segway you just because you tied in the Heat with a segway. That, to me, I mean, that's got to be at least top three I've ever heard on the show, and i listening <laughs> for years. That's what I'm talking about. Man. Nothing against Ken. Nothing against Ken. He's possibly possibly the king yes. of the segue. But, but with him gone, i, I got to say that was incredible.
2: Thank you. That's what I'm talking about, Sean. That, that was perfectly done. That was actually it's also kind of topical because he mentioned LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, the reason why he brings that smile ear to ear is because with him gone, so has the success gone. But here on Ken Lavicka Live, even in Ken's absence, we're keeping the good name afloat, Stone Labanowitz. Uh, I'm feeling good today now, man. We could just end the show right now.
0: <laughs> we can most definitely just end the show right now. But seriously, on the topic of the Cowboys, though, I do wonder, right, if we were to propose a question to the audience, how they felt about Emmett Smith dropping some of the quotes and the lines and the one-hitters that he did in that, what, minute and 20 seconds? Yeah. Because like I said, there's a difference in eras between Cowboys fans. You have the ones from the 80s and 90s. You have the Emmits and the Aikman fans. And then now you have the Zeke's and you got the Dax, and you got yep. the CD guys. And some of them don't even know what it was like. So I'm curious to see how they took that Emmett Smith quote because it's really eerily similar to, you know, Joe Montana speaking on Tom Brady. As if mm, like, you know, why yeah. is he getting all these praise? Like I did a lot of the similar things that he did. And he's been quoted saying some of the stuff along the lines of that. So I'm really curious to see how Cowboys fans took that because Emmett held nothing back, to be honest.
2: He kept it he kept it real. He kept it funky, man. And to be honest with you, man, Cowboys fans are so Cowboy I think about the Cowboys fans close to me. And honestly, man, today has been a whirlwind of emotions because the, the biggest Cowboy fan in my life ever, and the closest one to me, was my cousin Calvin. My cousin Calvin, who who passed away, actually in 2017. And the reason why today was super triggering to me was not only was I meeting somebody that was one of his childhood heroes, but also um, today we we later on heard about this roadside incident where you know we it was we were reminded of that would happen January 15th. And whenever I whenever those kind of things kind of flare up, it kind of brings up some of that trauma for me. My cousin Cal passed in his 30s. He had a long life ahead of him. He was a huge cowboy fan. Growing up, he used to all be sporting a cowboy jersey everywhere. He would be in your face. How about them boys? Yada, yada, yada. Even when they were losing, supremely optimistic, just like our guys here that call into the show. And it, it further illuminates that. And it's funny too, man. My cousin Kyle was such a big Cowboys fan to his funeral. His, his mother, Gaynell, my auntie made us all wear cowboy shirts. She said, he doesn't want you dressing up in a suit and black and white. The only day in my life I've ever worn a (laughs) Dallas Cowboys shirt was to my cousin Calvin, who I love dearly. He had the biggest head in the world. His head was so big, he played actually semi-pro football. I I used to think he used to take steroids. I'm like, how'd your head get that big? I used to slap him upside the back of the head with that fresh taper fade. And he was the biggest Cowboy fan today. I wish that I would have been able to, you know, he, if he would have known today that his little cousin was interviewing the Emmett Smith, he would have been extremely proud, but then he would have been saddened to know that Emmett Smith is still smiling as the Cowboys keep failing on the big stage stone.
0: Hmm, a big-headed Cowboy fan. It uh pretty on brand. Okay. Right yeah. to most of the Cowboys fans and stuff. Speaking of one of the biggest-headed Cowboy fans that we have listening to the show on a daily basis is Joe and Jupiter Theo. Hmm. We
2: got to ask him what he thought about that Emmett question. Jupiter Joe is on Ken Lavica alive here with me Theo Dorsey. That stone the bandwidth right there and Jupiter Joe is at home. I'm guessing in Tears
1: after what you heard, Emmitt Smith say? Absolutely not. First of all, can I meet your cousin Calvin? How old is he? I'm 52. Is he around my age? He, he sounds just like me.
2: He uh, he is he he was just like you. Sadly, I don't want to make, make this turn. He did pass oh, away sorry. in 2017. It's okay. It's okay. But he shoot. He, he oh, was just gosh. like you, and he would have loved to hear that. He would have loved to hear that. that's my dog. So no sweat. But he was just like you eternally optimistic cowboy fan who can't get it through a thick skull that maybe the glory days are behind yeah. them.
1: But what do you think about Evan Smith though, Joe? Uh, first of all, how can anyone say anything negative about him? I've heard obviously, you know, from my ties back in Dallas in 48 years, many interviews with him on the local radio station there. I actually heard one on Super Bowl week from the station there where he sat down and, and just talked. He is not saying anything that I haven't heard him say before. He's He's frustrated, just like Michael Urban's frustrated, just like Troy Aikman when he comes on that show down there. Each, they're, all, they're all saying the same thing, kind of. They, they, yes, they, they want us to win so badly that they're frustrated that we haven't done it in 27 years. So, I mean, it didn't bother me at all to hear what – I mean, it's exactly That's the real. way I feel. I That's would real. say the same thing if I was in, if, if, if I was in his, his, his shoes. I mean, I would say the same thing. They're just, they're just tired of it, you know, but they respect the Jones family. They'll say nothing but good things about them. But it's just there's certain they just don't get it. Yeah, for whatever reason around there's just too many things that certain parts of the organization isn't doing that's causing them to fail every year after that. So I've heard him. I've heard his frustration with that. I'm just coming out and saying something blunt. I've heard it more than what I just heard now a few minutes ago from you. But that was an awesome interview by you.
2: Thank you. Pre- appreciate that, Joe. Appreciate the call, man. That was uh yeah it. <laughs> Hey, I know it's tough for cowboys fans to hear, but it also is just the blatant truth and I always i always thought about that because every time stone like think about it anytime we want to highlight what the- how bad the cowboys have been over the past twenty five years, we always talk about how they haven't done this since nineteen ninety seven they haven't done this since nineteen ninety five and whilst that is kind of shooting down everything that the organization has accomplished over the past twenty five thirty years. It's also just showing how crazy good the Cowboys were in the 90s. Thanks to the all-time leading rusher in NFL history, guys like Emmitt Smith.
0: Yeah, so for when guys my age and or just under 30, right, don't understand completely how good that Cowboys team was and ask ourselves, why do we still call us America's team, right? Why do we still talk about the Cowboys as much as we do? Yeah. It's because of how damn good they were with guys like Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and the Super Bowls they hoisted. So like this was a good answer for me from Emmett Smith. Like, yeah. these guys are frustrated about the state of the Dallas Cowboys right now, and rightfully so, because what they lived through and what they experienced, they own the NFL for an entire era. They were the bees and knees, they were the pinnacle of the sport. So, your question, Emmett Santher, gave me a lot of uh, things that I was looking for as far as me narrating and kind of finding my avenue through debating speaking down on or good about the Cowboys
2: yeah and and it does I think that's the biggest part of it it does illuminate just how good they were just how how unstoppable of a force they were and also just a great show and I can't believe I'm speaking so highly on Cowboys fans I think my cousin Cal is reaching down into me and speaking for me right now man I've never spoke highly about Cowboys uh, players or fans but also part of that stone is Emmitt Smith man that dude is contagious that dude, when he speaks, it's, it's great. It's just great. Yeah, definitely go check it out
0: at TV on Twitter because you're right, his eyes lit up, and he was hungry. Yeah. He was hungry when
2: you asked him that question, and he, he pounced it. on it. Uh, somebody that's hungry for a new big contract is Lamar Jackson, Boynton Beach's own and Baltimore Ravens quarterback, former M- M- NFL MVP. Jeff Darlington recently said something that Makes me think I know exactly how we'll always remember Lamar Jackson as an NFL player. We'll touch on that and more when we return. Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Day,
4: huh. Huh.
1: From the NJR and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3.
2: Lamar Jackson's already a trailblazer, already a historic figure. NFL MVP, Heisman winner, just an outstanding player in person, but I'm telling you right now, he'll forever be remembered in the game of football for something that he did with the football not even in his hands. His legacy will be defined by something off the field, and I think it's pretty important. We're going to talk about that today. Calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all of the action. Don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's has voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning wings and burgers. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day every day with over 80 TVs in each location. You will never miss a minute of the game. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's. our game is always on. Lamar Jackson is awaiting, or I guess he technically would be in the stage of trying to negotiate for a fully guaranteed contract. The Ravens don't know if they're going to tag him, exclusive tag him, or extend him right now. We are in the waiting period to see what happens with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Lamar Jackson also is on the precipice of history. He can reset the way that quarterbacks are paid forever. He can make things happen this offseason that affects the way that kids that are 12 years old trying to throw the ball around right now get paid if they make it to play on Sundays. And Jeff Darlington illuminated something in me that made me realize maybe what Lamar Jackson's real mission in the NFL is is bigger than what he does on the play. This is Jeff Darlington on the Ryan Rossillo podcast on the Ringer.
3: When it comes to a guy fighting the fight for the guaranteed contract at this time, coming off the heels of the Deshaun Watson contract, Lamar Jackson to me is the perfect person at the perfect time for the players association to make this unprecedented step. I, I I don't know how it ends. I really don't. If, if they put the non-exclusive tag on him, do I think a team is more than willing to give up two first round picks? Oh yeah. No problem. That's nothing for Lamar Jackson. But, are they willing to give him the contract, the offer sheet, the guaranteed money that the Ravens are then not willing to match? And is that going to make Lamar Jackson happy? That is the most fascinating storyline, more so than Aaron Rodgers, by the way, of the next, I guess, month. Lamar Jackson has the chance to set a new.
2: He has a chance to set a new precedent with the way quarterbacks are paid. He has a chance to get a fully guaranteed contract outside of what the Haslam family and the Browns gave Deshaun Watson, which was over $200 million. That was supposed to be the anomaly because of the, um, let's just say, extenuating circumstances around Deshaun Watson's um, tumultuous exit from the Houston Texans. H-Town! Not necessarily our bright moment in the light. But Lamar Jackson here, Stone, has a chance to negotiate out because of how young he is because of how electrifying he is and because of the position he's in with his mother as his agent he has a chance to set a new precedence on how players specifically quarterbacks are paid maybe fully guaranteed lengthy contracts going forward for franchise guys stone that's what he'll be remembered for 30 years down the line maybe not his play what do you say to that
0: i mean it's legendary Right, it's deserving. When it happens of a standing ovation, it warms my heart that in 10, 15, 20 years, we will then look back at Lamar as the OG, mm. right, when we're talking about setting a new landscape and transcending and setting a whole new president for what quarterbacks get paid. If he does take his stand, right, no agent, just his mother, Felicia Jones. Yes. And, and gets paid the big bag that we think he deserves and that a lot of teams are honestly willing to give up for him. Yeah, I think it's legendary stuff
2: from Lamar. Because if Lamar does it, it's different than when Kirk Cousins did it. Because Kirk Cousins' fully guaranteed deal was like, what, $70, 75000000 He's not that caliber of guy. He's a franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson. When Deshaun Watson did it, he did it because he had leverage. He kind of was in some kind of pseudo-free agency because, again, of his weird past, the allegations, all of the misconduct on the massage tables, Deshaun Watson kind of entered a free agency, which quarterbacks never do. Lamar Jackson has a chance now to enter a true free agency, enter some true situations where he can have teams bidding against each other for his talents. And if he does that, that's a fully guaranteed contract, and that could change how Joe Burrow gets paid. That can change how Jalen Hurts gets paid. Like, there's a true domino effect that can happen here, and I think Boynton Beach's own Lamar Jackson is going to be the one to go for it. And it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a moment of pride here for people in Palm Beach County.
0: Yeah, really excited to see how it plays out. And I do love, honestly, you know, I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy, but how he drops, hey, this is more deserving of speaking on it every day than whatever we're talking about with Aaron Rodgers. Like, show the correct lighting on this right here, on how this guy can absolutely just change the entire landscape of money being paid to players in the National Football League. But instead, we decide to, of course, make jokes, make fun of a guy going into a dark cave (laughs) up in Oregon, Washington, wherever the hell it was. But, hey, to each their own.
2: I know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is your guy. Lamar Jackson is the guy of many. We want to see him get paid. We want to see him set the market a different way. Uh, NFL Draft Combine is tomorrow. Ken Lavica will be back on the show tomorrow with you, Stone. I'm guessing you're in. That's right. I'll be out. But tonight, make sure you check out WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29. I'll have more on from what Emmett Smith told us this morning. And again, Cowboys fans, dry those tears up. There's better days ahead. Maybe. He's Stone. I'm Theo. It's Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3.